So this is the uh, Bible stories you may not have heard. Um, I will call this one um, uh, Beware of Distractions, uh, or you can call it The Power of Distractions, or you can call it Stay Away from Distractions, or you can, or you can call or you can you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's about being distracted. Um, and I don't know if ever, anyone has ever felt like they were walking through life before and you felt like you were on the right path or you felt like you ha had a word from God or you felt like God told you something and you're going about your business and you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something comes. I see you, Crystal, already. Yep. And then here comes the distraction. And here comes something that gets you off the path, something that gets you off of, you know, what God had told you or what God has said. And here's the thing. Sometimes, watch this, parent. It doesn't even have to get you off of what God said, Carlisha, but what happens when it gets you questioning it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all ready to talk about this tonight or what? I'm I'm at work and I'm preaching. Here we go. Watch this. And so what happens when 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 you already know you already know what God said, you on the road and then whether it is to pull you off the road, whether it is to st stop you, I see you parent, I see you Carlisha, or to make you hesitate or to make you question here comes a distraction. If you, if you, you know, maybe you can, you can relate to that. And, 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 and we we're doing this because we have to understand the damaging effects that distractions will have on the life of a believer, that, that distractions are not innocent. Distracts, distractions are not small things. Distractions are not things that we could just, just brush it up. No, no. Distractions are meant to derail you. And the enemy will use anything that he can use to get you off the path. Crystal has not stopped shaking her head since we started. She understands this. And the enemy will use anything that he can to try to get you off the path. And I want to show you this story. You may not, you might not have know, uh, heard of it before. You may not know it, but it is a story of of this of this person who is only identified as the man of God. That is the only thing that they that they say about him. It's the only thing that they call him. They say he's the man of God and he's from Judah. Okay, I see you, Laura. Laura said it's happening right now. I love it when God is right on point, Jalisa. So here's this guy. So 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 First Kings thirteen verse one. And so essentially, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but there's this guy who who they call the man of God. They don't give you a whole lot about this guy's background. His family they tell you where he's, you know, the tribe he belongs to, but they don't tell you a lot else about him. But they said that 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 the that the word of the Lord came to him and he spoke a word, and the word was literally kind of like damnation against King Jeroboam, right? And so you'll read this in First Kings 13, right? And so when King Jeroboam heard this in verse 4, it says that that he that that he that he reached out to him and he told his guards to seize him. Now, as soon as he said, seize him, it says that his hand that he stretched out towards the man shriveled up and he could not even move it back to himself. OK, and that was God who did that. And so the man says, seize him because, he's, you know, he's, he's prophesying damnation on us. And so he did this. His hand shrivels up. He can't move, move it back. So he says he then tells the guy, um, uh, uh, the king says to him, intercede with the Lord your God and pray that my hand may be restored. So the man of God intercedes. Uh, with the Lord and and the king's hand was restored uh, as it became before. Now watch this. So this happens. He tells King Jeroboam exactly what God tells him to say. To, to say he does exactly what God tells him to do, and he tells the king exactly what he needs to be told. He even prayed for his hand to be you know to, to be healed, and God healed it. Right now, watch this. Now the king said to this man, "Come with me for a meal, and I will give you a gift." Okay, sounds reasonable. Sounds nice. But watch what the man of God says. 
But the man of God answered the king, even if I, even if you were to give me half of all your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here, for I was commanded by the word of the Lord. Okay, so he's like, you can offer me whatever you want to offer me, King, but I was commanded by God. He says, but by the word that you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. All right, so he gave him three instructions. He said, I want you to do this. Right? He says, but then after you do it, you're not to eat any bread. You're not to drink any water and you're not to go back home the way that you came. Interesting instructions, but instructions nonetheless. God gave him these instructions. Y'all got me? You following? We're reading the Bible. Is that okay? We're reading the Bible tonight. And so he says, here's what I want you to do. Okay. So verse 10, he says, so he took another road and did not return back the way he had come. So he turned down the king's mill and he took a whole nother road home. Now, here's where it gets interesting. In verse 11, it says, now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel, okay? What a seasoned saint. Someone who's been a prophet, an old prophet is what he says, right? And he says, so they also told their father what he said to the king. So they're telling this prophet what this guy said to the king. So their father asked him, well, which way did he go? And his son showed him the road that the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. And when they had settled the donkey for him, he mounted it and he rode after the man of God. So here's somebody who heard about this person operating in what God told him. He says, we need to track this guy down. The old prophet is what he says, is what they call him. Interesting that neither one of these people, they don't say a whole lot about, right? One Man of God, God gave him a word. This other person known as the old prophet, right? And so we don't, and by the way, which should give a lot of us encouragement, you know, we don't need to know a whole lot of, because a lot of times we're like, well, is someone perfect? What's their lineage? What's their heritage? What's this and that? As if God can't use people that he just chooses to pick and chooses to pick off the street. Like God can use any single one of us, no matter whether you got the pedigree, no matter whether people know a lot about you or they don't know a lot about you. If God has given you a gift and he's given all of us a gift, Remember, we talked about he's given us all this ministry of reconciliation. He's given it to all of us that we don't need to know a whole lot about Jaleesa. And we don't need to know a whole lot about Carlisha, that if God has gifted her and God has told her to do this thing, it doesn't matter. And so here we see two people who clearly God has used and we don't have a whole lot of information about them. And, and by the way, there's not a lot of people in the Bible that fits this description. Okay. Here we go. There's not a lot of Bible, a lot of people in the Bible that fits the description of someone who we don't know a lot about. But I love that. I see you, Carlisha. But I love the fact that I can't really put that check mark in there, that if that that if God has given you the check mark and God has said, this is the person I'm going to use. It doesn't matter if anybody knows anything about you. I see you. I see you, Crystal. It don't matter whether you have the bona fides. It doesn't matter whether they accept your degrees or not. It doesn't matter whether or not this pastor has has sent you forth. And have you been sent forth by your man of God? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay. None of that matters. Okay. And so, and so, and so we see that. So now watch this. And so they rode out after this guy. They found him, watch this, sitting under an oak tree. So he's sitting down and he's resting. I see you, Perrin. He's sitting down and he's resting. And they said, are you the man of God from Judah? And then he replied, yes, I am. Watch this. So the prophet said to him, come home and eat with me. This sounds like what the king told him, isn't it? This sounds like what the king literally just said to this man. And so the king asked him to come eat. He says, come eat, stay. He says, nope, not going to do that. I, I, I can't, I can't eat the bread. I can't drink the water and I've got to go home a different way. Right. Then the old prophet says to him, tracks him down. Watch this. 
I gotta write. Let me write a quick note down because the Holy Spirit just gave me something. The Holy Spirit. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, 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 hold on one second. Uh, 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 bam! I wrote it down. All right. Now, now the man of God says the same thing that the king says to him. Right. So now, verse sixteen says it says the man of he says to the the man of God says to the old prophet says I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I've been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came. So he says the same thing. God gave me a word. Sorry, old prophet. I can't. The same thing I told the king, I also can't do with you. Right. What it says, the word of the Lord will not return to him void, but it will set out and do what it accomplished. And so the, God's word hasn't changed just because a king asked me a question or a prophet. The word that God gave me did not change. Some of y'all need to write that down. Put it on a post-it note. I see you, Crystal. And you may need to make that one of your affirmations in the morning. That the word of God, whether it's whether I'm talking to a king or whether I'm talking to the old prophet, that the word that God gave me, Carlisha, did not change. Watch this, Mike. So then the old prophet, watch it, Mike. Here's what he says to him. I too am a prophet. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Well, I too am a prophet as you are. It says, and an angel said to me, uh, Sierra must have got here late. First Kings 13, that's, she asked what's the scripture. First Kings chapter 13, Sierra, verse 1 through 25. And she was, and she's the first lady. No, no, I'm just joking. Y'all know we don't, we don't do first lady. Here we go. First Kings chapter 13, verse 1 uh, through 25. Here we go. Watch this. Watch this, Tracy. Here we go. So now, so now the old prophet, this is what the old prophet says, Jason. Here we go. Says, says, I too am a prophet. I'm a prophet. It says, as you are. And the angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. So he's telling him that I know what you just said the Lord said to you, but I'm a, but I'm a prophet too. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me concerning you. Y'all know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Watch this. Verse 19. So the man of God did what? Returned with him and ate and drank at his house. Now, while they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who came from Judah. This is what the Lord said. So now the same prophet that lured him back to his house saying an angel told me is now hearing from God and says, you have defiled the word of the Lord and you have not kept the command by the Lord that the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in this place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors. Verse 23, watch what happened. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled the donkey for him. Watch what happens, Micah. Verse 24 says, as he went on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him, and his body was left lying on the road with both the donkey and the lion standing by beside it. So the lion, watch this, didn't, I see you, Sierra. Y'all never read this story before, have you? Watch this, that not only did the lion, the lion didn't eat the man, he killed him, didn't eat the donkey, didn't even mess with the donkey. That they were staying right there beside him. Watch this, y'all. We're talking about, we're talking about the power of distractions. We're talking about the listen, this man said, I cannot listen to you because the God told me this. And then someone says to him, 
Well, the Lord told me this concerning you. And we live in an age now where pastors will manipulate people by telling them that God is telling me this about you or God's telling me that about you. We live in an age now where y'all would rather hear me tell you what God is telling me about you than you hearing it from God yourself. I'm not going to preach against other pastors. I'm going to tell, I'm going to use me as an example. You watch this. You'd rather Pastor Rick tell you what God is saying about you than for you to hear it by for yourself. Come on, let me get some water. Y'all mind if I drink a little bit of water? Because I'm at work. I'm still at work. It's been a long day and I'm preaching. Watch this. Watch this. We, we, we know what God has said to us. Even if God may not have said anything to you, Micah, you know that God can talk to you. And you know that God can tell you exactly what God wants you to do if you sit still long, sit still long enough for God to talk to you. If you sit still long for him to listen, you know he will, but you'd much rather go to, I got to talk to my pastor. I can't date you unless my pastor say it's okay. My Y'all want to do all that? I can't start this ministry unless my pastor. Y'all rather hear from a man like this prophet who can get it wrong, told him something that was 100% wrong, and then, and then told him something 100% right two minutes later. Oh, man, you disobeyed. He didn't say you disobeyed because you listened to me. He just said you disobeyed. Come on, Mike. And so what happens is, and so I need, I need my prayer partner to tell me what God is trying to tell. No, no, no. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus Christ. And God can tell you. I'm talking about distractions. Y'all mind if I, if I do this thing real quick? Now watch this. We talked about the we talked about the the back the background. Let me tell you what. Number one, you don't have to have the background to be used. We talked about that. We talked about that. We don't know nothing about these two people's background. That it just says one person the man of God, the other one is the old prophet, and that these are some of the, the very limited people in the Bible that they don't go into the background of who they are and stuff like that. But they did it with these people. We should find encouragement from that. Point number one. But something else, you can't listen to everybody, even those who say they know God. Because, see, I'm the pastor that will tell you, you don't have to trust what I say. Study the Bible yourself. This is why in Bible study, Kalisha, we read the Bible. This is why when we have Sunday service, we read the Bible. I'm not giving y'all psychology. I'm not giving y'all my thoughts. I'm not giving you my opinion. We open up the Bible, Tracy, and we read stories that you may not have heard before. Why? Because we're going to read this Bible. And we and, and and then what? And then we're able to rightly divide the word of truth. A workman needeth not to be ashamed. Oh, we're not ashamed. We stu- we study the word to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but able to rightly divide the word. Why? Because we read it. Because we read it. Impact is not going to be a church that says, well, pastor said, well, pastor. No, impact's a church where we say the Bible says. The, Bi- the Bible teaches. You're not going to be quoting me out here teaching people. You're going to be quoting the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, Laurel. Laurel said, Laurel said, thank you, God and Pastor Rick, for reading the Bible. We're going to read the word. Watch this. Even those who say that they know God. Here's what y'all got to understand. Watch this. Distractions don't always come the way we think that they're going to come. Realize this, that, that the man of God was asked by the king here we go, was asked by the king to stay. And he said, no, I can't eat. I can't drink the water. I got to go back a different way. He wasn't distracted. But then when the old prophet came, he said, no, I can't eat. 
I can't drink. Um, and I got to go back a different way. And then he says, and he says, well, I too, I'm a prophet. And the angel told me that you can, that you can come over, right? He wasn't distracted by the secular. Yeah, yeah. Y'all don't want me to preach. This might be the last message I do in 2024. I'm about to go on spring and summer break. What happens? Come on, Kalish, I see you. What happens when it's the church that distracts you? I'm over it. Some of y'all so distracted by y'all superstar preachers and y'all charismatic pastors and y'all ushers and all whites with the gloves. You so distracted by the show. Woo! That you will you will allow yourself to sit in trash and stuff that you know is not right because you distracted by the show. They're gonna kick me out of work because I'm talking loud. There's people here trying to do radio. I got you, Kalisha. I got to calm down. They they gonna fire me. They gonna fire me. Watch this. Watch this. It wasn't the king. It wasn't the king that distracted him. Some of y'all good when it comes to the amount of certain TV shows y'all watching. Some of y'all good when it comes to the certain amount of music you may be watching, the friends you keep. Some of us are good when it comes to self-control with certain sins and certain things like that. But some of us are not aware of how the enemy will use the church to come after you. Isn't it, isn't it sheep in wolves clothing? Isn't that it? Isn't that it? And you know what God said to you, but because the old prophet said, well, God also spoke to our prophet too. And what he told me about you, Micah, is such, such, such and so now you start questioning what God already told you. Man, we doing Bible study tonight. Hey, look, type, type in, type in the little chat box if you never heard this story before. And it's so powerful. Bible study, Bible stories you may have never heard. I see you, Montana, that you may have never heard. But this is why at Impact, Montana, we read the Bible. These stories are in here. He wasn't distracted by the king. He was distracted. First, Montana was late. First Kings 13, verse 1. <laughs> We're going to go to 25. First Kings uh, chapter 13, verse 1 through 25. Watch, now, you don't have to apologize. You know, you know I'm messing around with you. I would only go to Montana. I can mess around with her. Um, here we go. He wasn't, he wasn't distracted by the king. See, we get so used to having to watch out for worldly, if you want to call it worldly or secular or other distractions, that we don't realize that, man, what happens when the, when, when the distractions come from in-house? Thank goodness Sierra and Crystal are on this line because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through all the church distractions. I swear to goodness, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it right now. But what happens when it's not the king, the secular representation of leadership that distracts you? What happens when it's the old prophet? <laughs> yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? All right, let's take a look. That's right. That's right, Laurel. Watch this. And that's why I love the word. Here we go. Watch this. There's three things or three principles we're going to look at right here, okay? Because y'all got to understand this. And I'm trying to tell you that I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking, even Like I said, even me, I teach something. Don't go back and study it. Again, this is why when I teach, I read from the Bible. 
And I don't I don't say any. If y'all know how we teach here at Impact, we don't make it say anything it's not saying. And there have been several sermons from like even what I've been taught and stuff where I try to like, oh, this means this. And I'm looking at it like, well, no, it doesn't mean that. Like it means exactly what it says. And that's what we do here. It means exactly what it says. Watch this. Principle number one, we got to understand because we all got a word from God. God's going to give you a word. Watch this. And he'll tell you exactly what he wants you to do. And he'll lead you in a certain direction. You'll feel the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Principle one is the word of God is clear. Okay. The word of God is clear. We see this. Like the like the the the, the man of God knew, I'm not supposed to eat. I'm not supposed to drink. I got to go back home a different way. The word of God is clear. It was clear. He had sufficient instructions and he had specific instructions. It told him exactly what he had to do. And it, and it was specific. There was no mystery at all. But it is the enemy that will come to us and will try to bring those doubts. Now, watch this. It's clear. Watch this. Hebrews 4, 12. Hebrews 4, 12 says the word of God is quick. It is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It is clear. We Listen, it's not. there's no mystery behind what behind the word of God. Says piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It is precise. It is clear. There is no gray area. If it's a, if it's sin, the Bible says it's a sin. If 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 Jesus is 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 the Son of God, it says it. Jesus says it. It's clear. And we live in a time that, well, it depends. Well, who's that? Well, what? So, so, all this depending? You ain't reading the same Bible I'm reading because it's clear. The word of God is clear. Clarity. Sharp. Yeah, da, da, da. You making it gray. Not the word. So we see the word is clear. The man of God in this story had a clear word, and he knew what it was. He allowed the old prophet to distract him. Watch this. About the word being clear. 2 Timothy 2.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It is clear. You get a word from God, understand that it is clear. Montana, God tells you something. You can tell me about it all you want to, but if he told you and it's clear, don't come to me trying to well, hey Rick, can you can you interpret this? Can you tell me what this like God told you? You know what it is. Pastors not gonna tell y'all that. Pastors and private, they don't tell y'all that. They want y'all to come to them. Let me pray on it and I will confirm what the Lord. No, 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 no. God, you you come to me, Crystal. You come to me. You said that's what God told you. Chris, listen, Crystal will come when we when we were packing packing the food at the house. Crystal will come, and Crystal would share things that God was going to tell her, that God told her and stuff. And I, and I, Crystal would say, I'd be like, hey, if that's what God is telling you, and it lines up with His word, man, look, He's talking to you. You got to go for it. Y'all got to watch that manipulative, controlling thing that happens. That's right. Montana said, I was honestly going to ask you something, but you just confirmed it. You ain't listen. Come on. God's talking to you. Now, you can ask for wisdom as far as the application of what God told you. And, hey, God said this. Has it ever been your experience about that? You know, you can ask for clarification or for some kind of wisdom regarding it and walking it out because we're all growing and stuff like that. But if God told you something, God told you. 
God, that's right, parent. God speaks to all of us. And let somebody come to me like, Rick, God gave me a word about you. Da, 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 da. Like, oh, well, that goes totally against what God told me. So one of us is wrong. And I know God told me what he told me. And his word is clear. So you may need to, maybe you should ask God, why is he talking to you about me and not you about you? <laughs> okay. I'm going to get off of it before I get mad. Micah, I'm going to get off of it. Kalisha, I'm going to leave it alone. Because I'll get mad. And then when I come home from work and then, you know, I'll open the door and see everybody looking at me a little cross-eyed. Like, you ain't have to go on churches and pastors that hard. Let's keep it clean, Rick. Let's keep it clean. That's right, Kalisha. I'm I'm shocked. Like, God was clear to me of what he wanted to say. He didn't tell me he changed his mind. I wonder why he's talking to you so much about me. Why God talk? Because God doesn't gossip. Y'all ready? Hey, can somebody post that? Oh, yeah. Put it. God doesn't gossip. Yes. God ain't going to talk to you about me. He don't gossip. We gossip. God don't, God don't gossip. <laughs> I'm preaching today at work. Let's go. Today was payday too, so I feel good. I'm going to pay. I'm going to get home. I'm not going to pay my tithes and I don't do it tomorrow, but I got paid today. I feel good. I'm preaching. God don't gossip. Okay, here we go. The word, hey, Charles, the word of God is clear. All right. That's that's principle number one. Principle number two, the word of God is always countered by the enemy. God gives you a word. You better expect that the enemy is going to throw something at you that's going to counter the word of God. Y'all ready? Y'all want some more Bible? Because we haven't stepped in the Bible in a second. Go to Matthew 4, verse 1. The word of God is always counted. That's why when people come to me with all kinds of stuff, whether it's old stuff, whether it's new stuff, whether it's this type of religion, this belief stuff, I expect it. Like, of course you're going to counter it. The word of God has always been counted. Even after Jesus was raised from the dead, the early church were debating whether Jesus was divine or not. It's always counted. Always. Watch this. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. So he was so he was already physically dealing with uh, what was going on because of the fast. Right. So the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus says it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So here. So here is the devil tempting Jesus, asking him if you are the son of God. Now, remember, I said the word of God is always countered. Right. What does John say about Jesus? In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word was made flesh. Jesus is the word. So, of course, the enemy comes to Jesus to attack his identity because he is the word made flesh. So here we see the actual word that was made flesh being countered. So when the word being spoken to you and it's in your heart, what makes you think that that word is not going to be countered? It's always going to become, they're always going to come against it. But what did Jesus do? He stood on what was what? True. What was confirmed? What was clear? He stood on what was clear. So watch this, watch this. Y'all write this down. The enemy came with questions Jesus responded with what was clear, the word. So the enemy comes to try to confuse you and ask you questions and get you to doubt. Parent, 
I swear to goodness, if you're not writing this down, do not come to church on Sunday. That, watch this, that the enemy, the, in, the enemy comes with questions to try to baffle you. Jesus came back with clarity. What was the question? If you are the, if you are the son of God, and Jesus says, no, nah, it's written, it's already clear. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of the Lord. Y'all want to see how the enemy also tries to play tricks and 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 and, and uh, do all the, 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 the like the ask questions and stuff. Watch this. Let's go to Genesis three, verse one. It's not the only time we tried to bring questions. Genesis three, verse one. Now the serpent was more crafty than than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. Again. We have to understand when we talk about the distractions that the devil's not dumb. We think he comes to us in the most basic ways, and he does not come to us basic. He didn't come, he didn't come and distract the man of God through the king. He distracted him through the prophet, because that's crafty. All right, watch this. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Okay. Where there was clarity, the enemy came and tried to bring questions. This is why you got tra- you got to know who you are, you got to know what God is telling telling you, and you got to stand on that. Okay. Now let's keep going with Jesus. He says the devil did because again these questions we saw it. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written. Oh, ooh, crafty. Don't forget, Old Testament, the old prophet said, well, I, I too am a prophet. And God said, it's okay. Here's the devil using scripture. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so you will not strike your foot against the stone. Crafty. I too am a prophet. People out here getting y'all with all kinds of new doctrines and new religions and new faiths and new Christian this and new denomination this and Hebrew this and ethnicity that. And you are confused where there was clarity, where the Bible is clear. There's neither Hebrew, I mean, Gentile, nor Jew, nor male or female. We're all the same under Christ. The Bible's clear about it. What they would do? Well, do you know who, you know, the, the real, what? The Bible's clear. What are we what are we debating here? Here we go. Jesus says, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Do not put your So here he comes, answering back with what? Clarity. That's right, Carly. The Bible is clear. The Bible is clear. The word of God is always going to be countered. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him the kingdom of all the world and says, I will give, I will give, all of this I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. And here's the counter, the compromise. I see you, Charles, clear. You know the word got to be good if Charles typed into, if Charles typed into the, into the thing. Because Charles be paying attention, got his notes down. But for, for Charles to type into the thing, oh yeah, we, we write where we need to be. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is wish, uh, written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him. You're trying to bring confusion where there's clarity. It's clear. Now you can say, I don't, I don't believe the Bible. Okay, cool. But, the, but I do believe it. 
and the Bible is, is clear, watch this, it's always countered. And here's the third principle, y'all. And the Bible is always confirmed. The word of God is always confirmed. Like Montana put in the chat, it's always confirmed. Isaiah 55, 11 says, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish what I want and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Everywhere I send it. The word is clear. It is going to be countered. And it's always confirmed. Always confirmed. And, and again, it, we have to watch out for how crafty the enemy can be. Because the man of God did ministry, did what God told him to do, and was not distracted by the king, but was distracted by the old prophet. Now, understand where this person was when the old prophet came to get him. He was, they said that the Bible says that he was sitting under a tree. On his way back from, from doing what they do, he was what? Resting. And sometimes, y'all, the enemy is able to pull stuff over our heads because we get too comfortable. This man would have been better off continuing to walk where he had to go, tired, than sitting down and taking a rest. And some of us feel like giving up. We feel like stopping. We feel like we're too tired. We feel like we deserve a break. I'm talking to myself. We feel like I shouldn't know. And, and, and the worst place to be, we read it, we read it in 2 Thessalonians, is idle, is to be sitting under a tree and fooled by the old prophet. Because some people say this guy was a false prophet. I don't think that because he is known as a prophet. And what he told him as far as you didn't listen to the Lord and, you know, you won't be buried with your ancestors, like that stuff came true. But that one word he had from wasn't wasn't for him. He got distracted. He got distracted. And it's easy for us to pick out distractions from all the, like I said, the secular things. But what happens when that distraction comes from the old prophet? Old, been doing it for a long time, probably trusted as one. You've seen stuff. And then it's same person, distraction. And the truth of the matter is, y'all, as we wrap up, it is simply impossible to go through life and avoid distractions. Not going to be able to avoid it. Distractions come in many different forms. Watch this. And just like the old prophet, all distractions are not bad in appearance. Even with some of the new doctrine, remember we talking about itching ears. You know what I mean? All this new doctrine being blown back and forth by any new wind of doctrine. You believe this, I believe that, I believe that, 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 that. The word is clear. And we will have to stand on the clarity of the word. Not all distractions, watch this, come in different forms. Not all are bad in their appearance. But the job is the same, to distract you. <laughs> the job is the same, to distract you. And we have to stay um, present and aware of the enemy's distractions and the enemy's devices to distract us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. 